Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You head to Buffalo. You head to Buffalo to speak. You 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 want people to know that mass murder is not something you're just going to sit idly by and and deal with. No problem. But what is it that you have to say about what happened? And how do you go about it? For Joe Biden, it is tougher because you don't actually know where he actually is. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. He spoke to the crowd assembled about the murders that took place. Ten people murdered, three injured. You want to call it an act of white supremacy? You want to call it an act of, uh, of terrorism? That's what Joe Biden did. Nation, because we're good people. Jill and I bring you this message from deep in our nation's soul. In America, evil will not win, I promise you. Hate will not prevail. And white supremacy will not have the last word. For the evil did come to Buffalo. It's come to all too many places. Manifest in gunmen who massacred innocent people in the name of hateful and perverse ideology rooted in fear and racism. It's taken so much. Ten lives cut short in a grocery store. Three other wounded, three or three other wounded by a hate-filled individual who had driven 200 miles from Binghamton in that range to carry out a murderous, racist rampage that he would live stream live stream to the world. What happened here is simple and straightforward. Terrorism. Terrorism. Domestic terrorism. Violence inflicted in the service of hate and the vicious thirst for power that defines one group of people. I think it's interesting that he calls it terrorism, which one could argue in their parlance is different than a hate crime and just goes to show how ridiculous I find the very concept of calling things hate crime uh, crimes because it, it, it's, it's all hate. It is what it is what it is. It's, it's just a weird, I don't know, something about that smacks is they're going in a direction and I can't quite follow it. Because I, I'm, I'm not going to get into a fight regarding whether or not people want to decry what happened in Buffalo. It was disgusting. It's it's it is evil. 
And of course, what we're talking about here is the ideology. Even the discussion of it as terrorism is a discussion of the ideology at play, which maybe I should appreciate because it's far better than screaming about gun violence because it's not about the firearm. This was not about the firearm. This is about why, why this guy wanted to commit uh, the, the, create the damage, create the carnage. And it had a want to in his own conversations. Uh, police interviewing him over a year ago, wanting to shoot up a school. This was in him. And that cannot be denied and should not be denied. This was part of him. So when he decides, oh, I got radicalized because I was bored during COVID, part of his uh, manifesto. And now people are like, I think it was the Associated Press. We don't call things manifestos. We call it this or that. Uh, you, you can't have a connect to the communist manifesto. Nope. Only one crazy guy gets respect. Everybody else, we have to call it something else. Sure, Associated Press. Wh- whatever you say. Uh, we see you, Boo Bear. We see you. He was home. He was bored. He wanted a, He wanted something. And reading about uh, replacement theory and reading about those no good Jews, it, it, he's like, ah, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is wonderful. By the way, I'm, I don't think I'm being, being flip. Are you an anti-Semite? From his manifesto, yes. I wish all Jews to hell. Go back to hell where you came from, demon. I, I came from Brooklyn. Um, um, all right, admittedly, it's not what it used to be. But still, hell? Demon? No, no, no. No, it's not demon. It's MD. It's, it's, <sighs> screw you, that's a good joke. That was a, really good. That's a good joke at a bad time, and I'm taking it all the way downtown, people. If I don't get a text from my rabbi in the next five minutes saying, bravo, Tony, bravo, well, then all is lost. But he continues, in reality, a Jew confined to Judea where he can't spread his people or beliefs is of no concern to me. It's important to note that with proper connection to the Internet, that is impossible. Man, that's some hate. That is some crazy hate. Are you a fascist? Yes, he writes. Fascism is one of the only political ideologies that will unite, blah, 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 blah. Are you a white supremacist? Yes, he calls himself a white supremacist. Are you a racist? Yes, he calls himself a racist. Are you a conservative? No, conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it. Are you right-wing? Depending on the definition, sure. Are you left-wing? Depending on the definition, sure. Are you a socialist? Depending on the definition. Did you always hold these views? When I was 12, I was deep into communist ideology. Holy cow. Now, we should be clear about something. All of this sounds way too rehearsed for an 18-year-old. It sounds way too clinical. It sounds like something you would just put together. 
this manifesto. It is um, really uh, something else to see how people get radicalized online. But it's interesting to call it an act of terrorism. It's a very interesting wordplay to refer to it as an act of terrorism. Because if, if I were to state there's an ideology at play here, he absolutely searched out which neighborhood had the highest percentage of, of black residents, and that's the neighborhood he chose. That, that, that goes without saying. We, we, we seem to have that clear and concise based on uh, everything that we know right now. Right? That, that's what we know. But the terrorism call would mean that there's an ideology at play. Did this kid have an ideology or did he just see things online and was like, yep, that'll work, and just filled in the blanks because, well, it, that, it, it, it was easy to do. He wanted to do damage. He needed a, a, an underpinning, if you will, to do the damage. This worked. He filled it in. It's all very clinical and awkward. Just like Joe Biden referring to it as terrorism. I don't know if he's wrong. Because if, if I were to take a look at it and say, you're talking about terrorizing a neighborhood, terrorizing a people, terrorizing a society, uh, yes. I don't say no, I say yes. I don't know, something... Maybe I'm thinking too hard about it. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm putting too much thought into it because it's, it, it's Biden. Who knows what he's saying? He might not know what he's saying. Just put something out there. It'll show my anger and that's good enough. You know, it, it, it's, uh, it could just be nothing more than that. And maybe that's where I'll leave it. Maybe that's all it indeed is. It's not Biden making a a, a, a strong statement to equate white supremacy with terrorism, which I don't even know if I oppose. It's just, you know, it doesn't require that much digging in. Remember, it's, it's, it's Biden. How much can you dig in on a guy who says things like this? To the families, my grandpa used to say when I walked out of his home in Scranton, he'd say, Joey, spread the faith. And my grandma would yell, no, Joey. I mean, he'd say, keep the faith. And my grandma would say, no, Joey, spread the faith. We're thinking of you. Hold on to each other tightly. Stick together. You'll get through this. And I mean, I got to wonder now if his grandma or grandpa said anything at all. You know, it's a strange thing, and, and, it, and it, it, doesn't, it isn't lost on me, that here is Biden at a moment of tragedy, and here I am kind of tearing it apart. And I admit to you that that's a problem. That we should, at a moment of tragedy, have moments of coming together. This is indeed the problem. I've noticed I'm not tearing him apart, by the way. I, I, I do question this terrorism thing, and maybe, I'm, as I said, I'm putting too much into it. But am I going to find now that he gets back to D.C. and tomorrow there's going to be a whole new push on gun control? Because that's the key. 
meaning everything that he said was just a bunch of bunk. It was just a bunch of word nonsense, mental self-gratification, and again, the real purpose is going after lawful gun owners. Someone's going to decide we need to sue the gun companies once again, as if the gun companies are responsible. General Motors is not responsible for car accidents. I rest my case. Maybe everything here is just because I've seen this before, like you've seen this before. We don't talk about what lies underneath this this damaged kid who was looking for something that he could glom onto, grab onto, and utilize as the reason for the thing he wanted to do anyway. He clearly wanted to do this. You notice we don't use names. We don't make heroes out of these people. And Biden and his cohort utilize moments like this to engage their ideology to go after the Second Amendment. And maybe I'm just geared up. Maybe without even knowing it, right there in the occipital, baby, I'm just working my way. You can feel me twitching. Because you know this is exactly what's going to come. And you're like... Holy hell. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. We've we've seen this play out before. We can't have rational conversations. Only political attacks on political attacks on political attacks. And oh, there have been many a political attack when it comes to what has happened in Buffalo. It's been ugly as sin. Oh, this is Tucker Carlson's fault. Oh, this is the Republican Party's fault. White supremacy is the core of the Republican Party. I mean, this right here, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert... On his show, back from COVID, back to spreading this. Now, that doesn't mean Tucker's responsible for what happened, but I would hope it would give anyone pause to find out that their browser history matches that of a mass murderer. If I found out that Jeffrey Dahmer was really into the Lord of the Rings, I might switch over to the Narnia stuff. (laughs) Okay, let's go visit Lion Jesus. (laughs) Now, although it sounds crazy, And I can't believe I'm saying this. Recent polls show that 50% of Republicans agree with this garbage. And not just because it's being mainstreamed by Fox News, but because it's being mainstreamed by high-ranking Republican officials like GOP conference chair and judge making a toddler cry at the talent show, (laughs) Elise Stefanik, in a series of Facebook ads just last year. Stefanik's campaign claimed that radical Democrats' plan to grant amnesty to 11 million illegal immigrants will overthrow our current electorate and create a permanent liberal majority in Washington. Oh, and you know what those liberals will do with their powerful permanent majority? Beg Joe Manchin for paid family leave, then he doesn't vote for it, say, oh, okay then, is there something else we could do for you? What if we fed coal directly to dolphins? (laughs) So that's... That's terrible. Terrible. Enough. Your your argument is, is that Republicans are 
in con- in connection with what Nazis? You're going to go after Elise Stefanik for discussing the Democrats' plan to grant amnesty to 11 million illegal immigrants to create a permanent liberal majority in in Washington. Is there anybody who questions whether or not the desire for open borders is the uh, is the desire for votes? That is all of a sudden racist, bigoted talk? That hasn't been the conversation going on in America for over a decade plus? Good Lord. So maybe, maybe listening to Joe Biden, I just, I knew it was coming. And that call of terrorism kind of stuck out to me. Because I know... Then in the end, it was nothing more than words. The actions are going to be attacked the Second Amendment once again. And 10 people are dead. You got to wonder whether any of these ideologues actually care. I'm Tony Katz. McDonald's is making some changes to their business in Russia. And what they're doing is uh, they're, they're saying goodbye. That's, that's what they're doing. They're going to sell their Russian business, this according to the Associated Press. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, what's going on? They're selling 850 restaurants in Russia. Looking for someone who will employ the 62,000 workers they have and continue to pay those workers until the deal closes. It's impossible to ignore the humanitarian crisis caused by the war in Ukraine. So this is the first time the company has ever exited a major, major market or how it's being described, de-arched. They're going to start removing golden arches and other symbols and signs with the company's name. But they're keeping their trademarks in Russia, taking steps to enforce them if necessary. So basically, what they're worried about is a McDowell's moment. You got to go full golden child. I mean, that's, that's incredible. They're going, that's what they're worried about. Not the golden arches, the golden arcs. Let you know exactly how the fight of Ukraine has connected with people. You know, rightly, wrongly, however you want to describe it. Pulling out the entire business. Maybe they see the future, and the future is cut your losses now. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. Check out the ratings. Late night TV rankings, May 9th to the 15th. Gutfeld is number one. I think that's impressive. I think it's more impressive that Shannon Bream is number five. Kimmel, Colbert, Fallon, Shannon Bream. Does anybody else find that impressive? I find that impressive. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669.
Seth Meyers in sixth. Ugh. Oh, so terrible. Nightline is seventh. Bill Maher is eighth. Uh, MSNBC is ninth. And James Corden is tenth. Then, this is where it gets great. The next four. 11, 12, and 13 are John Oliver. That's one of uh, producer Ari's favorite shows. I do love him. Uh, Don Lemon tonight. And The Daily Show. So Trevor Noah. Coming in without a rank is Samantha B. According, I don't know. How, was she on? Was she off? Like, did she not do the show? It's on TBS. Samantha B. was a correspondent for The Daily Show and then got her own show, and she's just terrible. Terrible. According to the rankings, zero viewers. Zero. By the way, The Daily Show, on average, 200,000 viewers. Gutfeld, 1.9 million viewers. As a matter of fact, once you get past the top five, no one's in the millions. Late Night with Seth Meyers is 800,000. Corden is 727,000. Don Lemon is 377,000. Daily Show, 200,000. What's important to note here is that you cannot look at the Gutfeld numbers and say, see, Fox News, that's where it is. That's what makes the Shannon Bream thing so impressive. Because if you were to just take a look at Gutfeld being number one at 1.9 million, then you take a look at Kimmel at 1.5 million, Late Show, Stephen Colbert at 1.4 million, and uh, the Tonight Show, basically 20,000 behind at 1.4 million. That's 2.8 plus 1.5, that's 4.3 million. Way more people listening to the left than to the right. The long tail is the story. So the long tail, if you've never heard the expression, is is a story about Amazon. And if you were to take a look at, at book sales, right? It started like you got yourself an XY axis, right? And it starts way up. Oh, look at all the sales of, of, of let's say it's a new book. It's Ari's new book, Why Tony Katz Taught Me Everything I Needed to Know. Coming soon. Um, and, uh, and, and so it starts up high, right? Up top of the, 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 what would that be? The X-axis or the Y-axis when it goes up? Y-axis. And, and then, uh, what was that? The Y-axis? Sure. Not access, axis. Shut up. You knew what I meant. I'm saying it's, but it's an axis, not an access. There's two different things. I want you to, I want you to have this proper, it's important, it's a science. So what it does is it kind of swoops down. Right and to the right, and then you'll find it. Right, the the book kind of trails off, if you will. Well, when you take a look at popular books versus unpopular books, what you'll see is the most popular book, hey, a super bunch of sales, right, really high up, and then you'll take a look out at the uh, across the the, the, the y axis, and uh, and then boom, it's 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 very very low. That very very low, and it goes on for a long time, is called the long tail. What you will find is if you take a look at the long tail, if you take a look at this uh, via the XY axis, right? The X axis is the one going out. The Y axis is the one going up. So you'll see the book that sold the most is very high in the Y axis, but books that sell the least are very low on the X axis. However, the X axis 
the one that goes out to the right, goes on for, for forever. So there are more books that sold one and two copies than the one book that sold maybe a 1,000 copies. Follow that. One book sells a 1,000 copies, but a 1,000 books may sell two copies. So therefore, on the long tail, this thing that goes out on the x-axis, more books sold than the most books that sold of one book. The first time I heard that, it blew my mind. But when you apply it to how people are engaged in media and how they, they engage content, that you have Gutfeld, number one, is fantastic stuff. But when you take a look at the totality of the long tail, the left is just destroying the right when it comes to total reach. This is why I was very impressed by that Shannon Bream number. She has a million viewers. Now, you could say to me, a lot of those people are also viewers of Gutfeld, so maybe there's some double up there, but I I don't have a way based on this data to verify that, although I would agree uh, with that. But you can argue that they've got together 3 million viewers. They together still don't come up to number two, three, and four with their four point, whatever it was, billion, million viewers. And then you add all the other shows up and you add in another three million. And you realize that, that the, the Fox News political right crowd is getting dwarfed. That's reality. When you tell me about the power of Fox News, you won't get me to disagree at all. But it is dwarfed by the totality of ABC, NBC, CBS, The Washington Post, The New York Times, etc. And this is why it, it, is, it is imperative that we consistently and constantly be looking to add voices. You know, this is exactly the reason why I was always amazed that uh, with Biden in office, they never went after talk radio. I know, I shouldn't even be talking about it, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself the, the Kavorka. But it's true, because when it comes to talk radio, well, political right is the dominant theme. A, much more entertaining. B, willing to uh, engage the conversations. I know you're saying, Tony, you never take calls. Don't blame me. I'm willing. You know what? 833-GOT-TONY. Ha! Producer Ari's going to be so angry. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Happy to, to hear somebody who disagrees with me. Do it in a rational way. I'm all ears. The best is when someone's on Twitter like, you, you, you block people who, who you don't like. Well, that's, that's totally true. I do. I do. I do. I, I, I mute people more than I block people. I, just, I don't need to hear your, your insanity. Not liking me is different than disagreeing with me about a theory. Way different. You, th- you think I, I want to hear... Uh, I, I, I should have to subject myself to your level of, or their level of, of, of vitriol 24-7, 365? No. Engage a rational conversation. I'm right here. And that's a big difference. And I think it's, it's important to live up to that. I will tell you, when we have done our own kind of like a non-scientific internal polling or, or talking about this, uh, it, it always comes back the same. 
Take less calls. Don't take any calls. You're doing it great. And that comes from people who listen to the show, which I always find weird because there are, there are places, there, there are radio stations and program directors, man, they want you taking calls every hour. And, and when we look at it, we take a look at the numbers and everything else, like, don't change an effing thing. Leave it alone. For the love of God. And me, I'm always like, we should take more callers. And then people like producer Ari are like, don't you dare. Never. Don't, see? See that? Why, why do you hate the people so much? It's not that I hate the people. It's that we're, I'll give you, so we'll be talking about Ukraine. And someone will call in and said, I live in so-and-so, Indiana, and I want to talk about how my local government is making me angry. That's all well and good. We're not talking about that right now. Like, I can't put you on to interrupt Tony's Ukraine conversation for that. I empathize with you. It's just not relevant. So, you know, so people don't get to talk about what they want to talk about. It needs to be at least connected to what we're doing on the air. Yeah, if you, there are times, and I say this, for a great caller who doesn't just call in and just say, yeah, I agree with Tony, like, okay, like, I appreciate that, and thanks for listening, but I can't put you on the air for that. If you bring a new point to the table, yeah, I'll put you on. Okay. So so the, the, the issue here is that if you make a good point on the subject that I'm already discussing, then fine. If you bring up something completely different, you are not letting people through. Yes, that is correct. I mean, I'll say I take a message. I'd never just hang up on them. I'll take a message, but I'd say, like, we're not really talking about that right now. Wow. I, th- I think that's I think that's, uh, that's so rude. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. That is just, can you, I can't believe that you actually have, like, some kind of standard to that. I, My uh, gosh. I had to make it up on the fly. Did you? Just winging it at this point. <laughs> I had a couple of uh, things to share. Starting uh, with this woman. Now, I'm going to play it for you. You're not going to believe your ears. You're not going to believe your ears. Uh, This woman talking about abortion. But this is a great example of indoctrination, and that's why I'm sharing it. So this was, I I forget what group she's with, interviewing a woman who's pro-choice all the way. And go. Do you believe in abortion after birth? Would you, would you support that? I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do, that's her choice. At any point of the child's life? At any point of the lady's life, that's her choice. To kill another person's body? It's going to always be her choice. Even after the baby's born? It's always her choice. So if they're two years old? It's always her choice. I can kill my two-year-old? It's a woman's right to choose. To kill their child at any point. Woman's right to choose. That is indoctrination. Perfect and complete and total and undeniable indoctrination. It it, it is so thorough. She didn't listen to the question. She wasn't saying that you should go around killing your two-year-old. That isn't what she was saying. She was so completely, completely absorbed with saying, right to choose, right to choose. Doesn't matter what you say, right to choose. Boom. 
so totally indoctrinated that nothing can get through that. She can't even, she can't get herself to clear her mind to listen to the question being asked. There's only one answer. Right to choose, right to choose, right to choose, right to choose, right to choose. Doesn't matter what it is. Right to choose, right to choose, right to choose. If you want to know how indoctrination works, that's how indoctrination works. That is as complete and total. You know as well as I do. She wasn't saying kill two-year-olds. She wasn't even listening to the conversation. She didn't know that a question got asked. She was, I mean, that that was uh, Manchurian candidate kind of stuff. That's the, it, it, the minute you brought up abortion, that was her trigger to woman right to choose. If I had said the following, longing, rusted, 17, daybreak, furnace, nine, benign, homecoming, one, and freight car. How on earth did you memorize that? No, I, I had to pull it up. Oh, I was going to say, well done. I would get Bucky to be able to do my bidding in Winter Soldier. For this woman, all she had to hear was abortion, right to choose. She knew exactly what she was going to do. It's it's an amazing display. And makes the possible ruling on Roe v. Wade from the justices, that first draft leaked from Justice Samuel Alito, saying that they would overturn Roe v. Wade, which they should because it should be a states' rights issue. It makes it more shocking for them because there's only one answer about abortion, women's right to choose. And now seeing some justices go the other way, uh, maybe their indoctrination wasn't complete and that further blows their mind. There's a lot to take from that audio clip. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. According to Bill Malugan over there at Fox, 234,000 migrants encountered at the southern border in April. Highest number in the history of Homeland Security. 113,000 were removed. 96,000 of them expelled via Title 42. 117,000 people, migrants, released into the United States in April. But now everything's fine at the border. Everything's just fine. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Uh, This, this I missed yesterday. I forgot to share it with you. Uh, Just a reason why, you know, why are you seeing Pete Buttigieg talking about the formula shortage? Why are you seeing the FDA guys? Why is it you see so little of Kamala Harris? Well, here you go. I often note and have talked with many of you Um, about our shared belief that our world is increasingly more interconnected and interdependent. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, 
to tackle these challenges and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. Well, as long as we're going to be working together. I mean, it's maybe she lost her place in the speech and just ended up repeating herself. But it's so often. It's so often. It's so. She just can't do the thing. She has no capacity, no capability, and the entirety of Team Biden and the administration and the Democratic Party understands this. She's going to get destroyed in a primary if she runs for president. And she will, because how would she ever think she's done anything wrong? More to get to. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.